It's worked out pretty well for him. That's, <laughs> that's fair to say. KT Carlin, ESPN Radio. ESPN Plus, friends. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Also on the ESPN app, not to mention Sirius XM Channel 80 in just 12 minutes. New York hoop legend Kenny Anderson is going to join Hello. us in just a bit to talk about the point gods of New York. Looking forward to that and also get his take on everything going on around the league and currently what's going on with Kevin Durant and the possibility of joining the Boston Celtics. But the big story of the day surrounds Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. He, he of course, got the big-time contract at the end of last week, but we find out today that Murray's deal includes an addendum that makes him, or that, uh, I shouldn't say makes him, that requires him to study, they're calling it an independent study, an additional four hours per week of film or of whatever they are giving him to prepare for each week's game. In other words, the Cardinals have put in writing and Kyler Murray has agreed to sign that contract that Kyler Murray has not put the work in, and we actually have to put into writing that he is going to have to study to earn his money. And I don't know that I've heard anything more absurd in my life. Let's be clear about this, Carlin. This is a scarlet letter on Kyler Murray. This is going to follow him for the rest of his career and then beyond that. He is going to forever and always hear about the fact that he did not take his craft as serious as he should have early on in his career, no matter how it turns out. Now, we're hoping that Kyler Murray can compete at the highest levels of the sport. We're hoping that he, he can you know get the individual accolades and, and win a championship as well. But, Carlin, Everybody is going to look at Kyler Murray with the side eye if and when the Arizona Cardinals hit any form of adversity. Anytime this team struggles, they're going to look at Kyler and they're going to think about this addendum that the organization put in his contract extension and say they had to make this guy watch four hours of film at a minimum throughout the course of a week leading up to a game. Carlin, th- th- this is not even extra work that they're asking him to do. This is table stakes when it comes to franchise quarterbacks. We're asking you to study four hours of film, independent of what you do. We're letting when you're you off the, easy. When you're at the building, we're letting you off easy. You got quarterbacks that do that in one night. I mean, you got quarterbacks that I watch, you know, dozens of hours of film leading up to a game. We're asking you to watch four hours of film. Carlin, think about how easy that is. When you go home at night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, watch an hour of film. How hard is that? This is your job. Take some kind of pride in your profession. And beyond that, Carlin, set the damn tone for the rest of the team. How hard is it for a team to buy in and, and, and sacrifice themselves if you've got a quarterback, the most important player on the team, a guy that plays a position that's a leadership spot by nature, how does it affect the rest of the team when you know your quarterback is not doing everything that he possibly can to put your team in the best position to have success Week in and week out. Cannot that play to with me, them. That Cannot to me, win with them. Thank you, Cannot Mike Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. it. You can't do it. You can't do it. And so you wonder now what the chemistry in that locker room is going to be like knowing that it's in writing, the rest of the world knows, that your quarterback doesn't put in the work. I, I just, I'd be embarrassed if I were Kyler Murray. 
I mean, he admitted it. He's not embarrassed. He's not. He's not embarrassed, Carlin. No, because he's happy said, he got you, the money. And you referenced it. He admitted it, Carlin, this yep. past December, and it was a nothing burger because everybody was excited that the Cardinals were going to the playoffs. But he said this on ninety-eight seven, which is an Arizona radio station. He said this, Carlin. I think I was blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and just see it before it happens. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head, I see so much. Really? When the greatest quarterbacks can be fooled, when Peyton Manning can be fooled, when Peyton Manning's on record and talking about how Ed Reed used to disguise everything and he hated playing against him because he could never figure it out. When Tom Brady talks about guys disguising, different coordinators, different coaches, giving them a hard time. These are guys that study tens of hours of film, and they get fooled. And so Kyler Murray has the audacity to think that he can't be fooled when he's not studying four hours, four hours of film a week? Come on, man. Make it make sense for me, Carlin. I don't understand that. You're not it's even... a damn shame that the Cardinals have to build in this addendum into the contract. This is a guy they drafted first overall. He is married to Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. They moved on from Josh Rosen, a top 10 pick at quarterback, in, in a year because they believed in this guy. And this is the sports character that Kyler Murray has exhibited since he's been there these three years. It's sad. It's not even that you are asking him to do the bare minimum. You're asking him to do less than the bare minimum, and now you have to require him to do it in the contract. And, Chris, as much as we should absolutely blame Kyler Murray for this, I don't know how, if you're the Cardinals, you do this. You give him the contract. Just just don't give him the contract. You didn't have to do it. And I understand that it's going to cost him more money down the road. If this is about being cheap, man, that's a hell of a, hell of a message to send to your fan base. Is that yeah? We don't. We'd rather try to pay him now and give him a clause that, you know, says he has to work a little bit more than pay him forty-five million next year per year. But that's, that's if he afford. But that's if he affords you the opportunity to get to next year, Carlin. That's my biggest. Well, thing. but that's the other thing. If he's going to sit out again, you know, Chris. Here's what I'm getting aggravated about between Durant and now uh, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I am all about player empowerment. Mm-hmm. I am all about it. All I'm asking you to do, do your job. Do your job. That's. I don't think that's too much to ask. I really don't. And if you're Kevin Durant, you have decided that this whole thing that you put together, you don't want to be a part of anymore and you want to get, take the easy way out on it. Mm-hmm. If you're Kyler Murray, I can't even get, I'm handing you a brand new contract with over $100 million guaranteed, 160 when it comes to injuries. And I'm handing you this money, and I actually have to write, by the way, you do have to do some homework. I mean, frankly, I can't in good conscience give him that money. And if I'm Kyler Murray, by the way, here's what here's the very sneaky little message in there that we're all missing. What Kyler Murray is telling us is he's content. He's happy. He got his contract, but he doesn't want to go for the super big money. Look at what Lamar Jackson is doing. Lamar Jackson hasn't signed a contract yet, hasn't really wanted to, because he wants to be on that next level, on that upper echelon of quarterback. What Kyler Murray is telling you right now is, I'll settle. I'm good. I, I, I'll take the $37 million as opposed to wanting to work my ass off for a year and go get the $45 million per year. 
Why wouldn't you want to exhibit more competition or more of a competitive spirit in showing that you're the guy when now all that has happened is your teammates are going to start looking at you sideways and you better work three times as hard as anybody else? Yeah, there's a bullseye on Kyler Murray. And it's not just being put on him by the outside world, by the media and by the fans. There are guys in that locker room that are going to be looking at Kyler Murray and questioning whether or not he's willing to do what it takes and commit to the team in order for them to realize their full potential. Now, as far as the organization deciding to go down this road and paying him, Carlin, what's their alternative? How are they going to replace Kyler Murray? We're already talking about this guy being one of the top 12, 13 quarterbacks in the NFL. If you got one of those guys, you got a chance to do some high-level winning. That's the reality of it. Yeah, if he'll do his homework. Well, if he'll, if he'll do his homework, and that's a big if, Carlin, but how are you going to replace him if you move on from him? And then beyond that, Carlin, he's accounting for $12 million on their salary cap this year. Their payroll is $230 million bucks. If you don't have Kyler Murray, what about the other $218 million that you're spending? What's that going to be worth? Not a damn thing because you're not going to be doing any winning with Colt McCoy out there for 17 games. So what you're telling me is Kyler Murray is going to sit out this year if he doesn't get his deal. Can you rule it out, given the behaviors that we've seen from this dude, given I, what the organization no, has I said? Can't, can't. you rule it out? I can't. No. I can't, but that tells me everything I need to know, and then I wouldn't be locked into him for long term, and I wouldn't want to be locked into him yeah, but you're for the long term. but you're burning this year, Carlin, to do that. You're I, burning I that. this year to move on to an unknown that you don't know about. Okay. That's what you're doing. What I would know in the future is I've got somebody who doesn't want to work that I'm paying as opposed to, all right, if he's not going to work this year to try to go get that big contract and chase that money, then... I don't want him around here anyway. I don't want him to be my long-term guy anyway. That's what it tells me. This guy has to be cajoled to do less than the bare minimum. Man, that would bother me. It would bother me too, Carlin, but think about where the organization was when they drafted him. I'll give you one last one here real quick too, though. Hey, Steve Kime, this is on you, brother. This is on you. Because you drafted Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. The next year, you moved on from him. Guy's a top ten pick. You you got a, you got rid of him yep. for nothing. Yep. And now, you got a guy that doesn't want to put in homework. And Steve Kime just got a contract extension. And Cliff Kingsbury, boy, fellas, you you better be on top of him all the time. Oh, they're to married to him. If this doesn't work out with Kyler Murray, guess what? Kyler Murray ain't gonna be the only one out of the job. That's it, what it is. It's. It's tough to take. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus in just moments. What is the perspective of a guy that knows the city of Boston pretty well? He played in Boston, didn't he? He played in Boston a little bit. I believe he did a little bit. Yeah, okay. I'm not going nuts. It's Canty and Carlin. We will hear from him in just moments on the possibility of Kevin Durant becoming a Boston Celtic. New York legend Kenny Anderson will join us in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. There is a tremendous, tremendous show coming out on Showtime. Debuts July 29th, NYC Point Gods. All the great point guards that have come out of New York City and one of them joins Canty and Carlin right now on ESPN Radio. It is Kenny Anderson who joins us. Kenny, it's Chris Carlin along with Chris Canty. We appreciate a few minutes. How you doing? Yeah. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Now, we appreciate a few minutes. So when I say New York City point guard to you, what do you think? What is the quintessential New York City point guard? Kenny Anderson. Hey, <laughs> Anderson from New York, baby. Break it down. No, 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 no. No, all the great point guards out of New York City. Uh, first of all, I, when you say point guard, I think about all the guys that came before me that did the job: Rod Strickland, Mark Jackson, Kenny Smith, Pearl Washington. Rest in peace. And uh, then you got the younger guys: um, uh, Stephon Marbury. Uh, Sham God, you know, Talik that went to uh, UConn. It, it goes on and on and on, man. There's a lot of lot of point guards in New York City, from New York City. Kenny, I'm from Co-op City in the Bronx, so you know I'm always repping for Rod Strickland, one of the best to ever do it from the city. Yeah. But I wanted, yeah. I wanted to ask you, when it comes to what shaped you guys' game and, and the influence of playground basketball that you incorporate in your overall game. Talk about what that means when you think about the Rucker Park, when you think about the West Fourth Courts, all the different spots where guys would go to sharpen their skills around the city. Oh, yeah. You know, playing in these uh, the, the playgrounds, the West Fourths, um, Rucker Park, it, it shaped our games tremendously, just the physicality of it, uh, the mental aspect of, you know, wanting to win and compete night in and night out, the culture of New York City. It was just an awesome time, man. The 80s and the 90s was just great basketball, and you could learn a lot if you pay attention, you know, to the guards that came before me, and that's what I did. You know, I sat on the ball and watched, you know, watched them guys go to work. Kenny Anderson, legendary point guard, joining Canty and Carlin right now on ESPN Radio. But there is kind of the backdrop of what New York City was like at the time, and it wasn't the easiest. So how did that develop your toughness as a player? Oh, that was awesome. It wasn't easy at all. You had to compete. You had to just go at it. You know, guys was coming for your head, man, especially if you got any uh, attention in the papers or whatever. So they wanted to they wanted to go at you. So you know my mentor Vincent Smith, we used to go. You know he used to say, hey, "You from Queens?" So we went to all the barrows and and played and, and participated. And, and I let them guys know that you know I was the one. I was for real with it, and uh, that's how I got the name all over the city. Talking with All Star point guard Kenny Anderson on Canty and Carlin and Kenny. Just to bring it to today's game, who were some of your favorite point guards in the NBA to watch? Uh, Damian Lillard, Stephen Curry, Kyrie Irving. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of good point guards, but those are the three that I love to watch because they just know the whole game. They got the three pointers, they got the floaters, they they can pass the ball extremely well. They're just great point guards, man, and they and they get after it. They awesome. 
Which one is the closest to you? Which one reminds you of you the most? I would say uh, Kyrie Irving. You know, boy, he he has a lot, a lot of his game. Rod Strickland, because they like family. But um, I would say, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving, because he could go with the lane, the mid range jumper, the three pointers. I wasn't good at three pointers, but um, uh, the layups, the floaters, he got all that in his game. He's a great point guard. You know, Kenny, when you mentioned Kyrie Irving. What do you make of him now when you see everything that has gone on with him here the last couple of years and now the situation as it's playing out with your former team, the Nets? I don't really know about his personal stuff that goes on, but I know he's a great player, and I would love for him to stay with the Nets, him and, him and uh, Kevin Durant, just stay for another year and see what, see what happens. You know, they could compete for a championship with the Nets. But I know it's a business, so those, those guys – are great players. I don't know what goes on with them with the business side of it. I really don't. And, Kenny, until that point, I, I wanted to ask you about this because we know that Kevin Durant has demanded a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. What has it been like for you to see player empowerment grow over the past few years into what it is right now? No, it's awesome. It's awesome. The players, you know, they can do what they want to do now. Back when we played, we, we didn't have that much control. So it's a business uh, that's doing well for the players in the league and making a lot of money. And, uh, and it's great to see that they're making the difference, the players. And, um, you know, it's, it's just awesome to see the growth because when we was in the league, it was a lot different. Kenny Anderson with us on Canty and Carlin. How often do you ask your mom, why couldn't you have had me 15 years later? <laughs> Uh, I, I wish I could. My mom's passed away. I wish I could. But, um, you know, it, no, I wouldn't say anything. I had a great run, man. I had a great run. The game of basketball, the game of life has been great for me. And I, I really, you know, I, I'm just blessed that I can really perform the way I've been able to perform in the New York City area and in basketball in general and, and learn a lot through the great people in my life. Well, Kenny, listen, This, if you're pitching to somebody to watch this show, what are they going to learn about it? Watch it. You should watch it because you have a lot of great point guards and how we came up in the New York City era uh, under, you know, drugs, alcohol, just everything. It's a great uh, documentary to watch. And it's a great bunch of guys who really performed on a basketball level to take care of their families and um, it's just awesome. And, and, uh, and, and the, the city game was, you know, in the, in the playgrounds and in the NBA. Able, we was able to make it. So it was a blessing. Kenny, we appreciate it, man. Looking forward to watching it. NYC Point Gods. It premieres July 29th on Showtime. Thanks again for the time, man. All right, my man. All right. Kenny Anderson, legendary point guard. I tell you, it was so much fun to watch him play. Like, me growing up watching him play yeah, was awesome seeing him play with the Nets. Yeah, the crossover was killer, man. It really was. I mean, everybody, I mean, I know a lot of people think about Allen Iverson when it comes to crossovers, but Kenny Anderson was one of the first that was out there breaking guys' ankles, man. I mean, this, and, and one of the first guys that I can remember who, like, if I'm not mistaken, I think he came out of Georgia Tech after one year. Yeah. 
He didn't play much more than that. Like, yeah, he was but he started of, a pipeline from New York City point guards going to Georgia Tech. Oh, he absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> no question. You think about some of the point guards who played at Georgia Tech, yep. including Marbury, played mm-hmm. for a year there. Awesome. I mean, just tremendous. And this show looks like it's going to be good. Good job by me there, by the way. How often are you asking your mom? Oh, she's passed away. By the way. Yeah. yeah. Well uh, done, you got, you got a little really? fat-handed with that Yeah, yeah top yeah. now. Yeah, but, he, well no, but, but he's a good sport, though. Kenny uh, Anderson. Oh, absolutely. He's a good sport. And I'm looking forward to watching this uh, documentary. Sounds like it's going to be really cool. I don't know. I think if you asked him, you know, quietly. 15 years later? Come on. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the NBA money now. Yeah. I mean, not that Kenny Sheesh. went poor, but it, it, I'm listen. telling you, the NBA money now. Uh, I mean, I mean, just look at the Jokic contract. I think of the last year that deal he's making sixty million. I, you know, it's not even the Jokic contract, but I'm sure you could look at some of those mid-level guys, and a guy like Kenny Anderson would look at it like, "Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy, God can't get off the bench. He's making ten million. Dun- Duncan Robinson, five years, ninety million, <laughs> unplayable in the playoffs." <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Up next, training camp has begun. It is awesome news for fans, awful news for players. We'll explain on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. An in-depth preview of every team in the National Football League. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Just what Tom Brady needs, more weapons. I really feel like he was a little bit shortchanged. It's Katie and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN Plus, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Just in the last few minutes, Adam Schefter confirming that Julio Jones has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Julio Jones has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is this or is this not? A big deal, Chris Canty. It's a big deal. Um, Julio Jones gives you another big-body target down the field, and especially a big-body target in the red zone. And I think that's the area that we had a little bit concern with Rob Gronkowski deciding that he was going to retire. Julio Jones has a huge catch radius. The biggest question with Julio Jones is whether or not he's going to be available for the majority of the games because as you continue to watch his career arc, it's starting to go in the wrong direction in terms of number of games played. He's played in a total of 19 games over the past two seasons, Carlin. It's not exactly what you're looking for. But the one thing that I would say in the positive is we're questioning whether or not Julio Jones has anything left in the tank. I remember once upon a time people were questioning whether or not Randy Moss had anything left in the tank after a couple of years stint his career with the Oakland Raiders. Continue to watch his career arc. It's starting to go in the wrong direction in terms of... And so I'm sitting there thinking now... I mean, could we see a resurgence from Julio Jones similar to what we saw from Randy Moss back in 2007? I'm not not sitting there saying that Julio's going to go out there and catch 23 touchdown passes, but I do think we could have a situation where Julio Jones flirts with being a 1,000-yard receiver in double-digit touchdown grabs. So let's just put some numbers on it. Okay. 70 grabs, 950, 10 touchdowns. You think that's in the realm of... Of possibility for Julio Jones. Absolutely. 
See, I I don't see it. Okay. I, I mean, granted, um, I you make a heck of an argument in terms of what can happen, uh, what a guy like Brady obviously can mean to really rejuvenating a career. But at this point, with Julio Jones, isn't aren't we too far down the line? Given what the injuries have been, and given what we've seen, I mean, he was not in as bad of a situation last year as let's say Randy Moss was when he was in Oakland. Ryan Tannehill was his quarterback. I know, but it, it still wasn't as bad as it was when he, when he, Randy Moss was in Oakland. That was awful. Ryan Tannehill was his quarterback last year. Ten games, thirty-one catches, four thirty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Tannehill was his quarterback. They're trying to replace Corey Davis. I get all of that. Mm-hmm. I I think if he goes like his last year in Atlanta, fifty-one catches, seven seventy-one in nine games. Fifty-one, which is in on, nine which games, is on, which is on pace to be that's a thousand, pretty good. That's on, on pace to be a thousand-yard receiver. Like, yeah. He's going to have a heck of a season. Yeah, if he doesn't get hurt. That's the biggest concern, Carlin. Can he stay healthy? If he stays healthy, he's going to be a productive receiver with Tampa. Listen, the previous eight seasons, he had 1,000-yard seasons in seven of them. And it's so you make a a cogent point. It's just, is the guy going to be able to stay on the field? And I do think there's the chance that he could really make a difference if teams just don't think he has a whole lot left and are not going to respect him nearly as much. They're going to be without Godwin, right, at the beginning of the year? At the beginning of the year, yeah. yeah. But they'll still have Mike Evans out there. Who I think is the most really underrated receiver. receiver they signed the Russell league. Gage to be their slot receiver. Yeah. Somebody that Julio Jones has familiarity with because he's coming from Atlanta. And then they have um, Kyle Rudolph, who they just signed last week. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Two other notes today. Uh, really sad situation for Chris Carson, the Seahawks running back, uh, just after five seasons having to retire because of a neck injury. He was really coming into his own before last season as a really good running back in the mm-hmm. league. Really powerful. Like, he had helped them get past the Marshawn Lynch days pretty easily. And then Joe Burrow today uh, it was revealed he's going to have to have uh, an appendectomy, supposed to have surgery in the next 48 hours. Obviously a pretty routine situation, so you wouldn't think it's that big of a deal as far as the Bengals are concerned. But no timetable yet on when he could potentially return. But obviously, look, if Joe Beng- Joe Burrow doesn't take a snap in a preseason game, I don't think it's the biggest deal. Yeah, I, I mean, do you want him taking snaps I, in a preseason I really don't. game? No, I want my offensive line to be able to figure it out and let the backup quarterback take the lumps, the bruises, and let's make sure we get Joe Burrow to week one. Yeah, I, yeah. absolutely. Up next, somebody showed up to camp today looking absolutely ridiculous. But the answer as to who it is, that's not going to surprise you in the least. Plus, Chris... Do we have a degenerate on this show? Let me rephrase that. Do we have another degenerate on this show? It's a great question. We're going to find out in just moments. What are we talking about? Well, that's why you have to stay here. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We're working together. We're getting used to learning, uh, at least I am, uh, Mm. learning a lot of the crew uh, on the show. And 
this morning uh, during our production meeting heard something that, I mean, I'm not going to lie, a little bit alarming. I like to put a few bucks down on some games. Yeah. You know. And you usually give something for the listeners to look forward to that night. I try to. Maybe put together a little parlay for them. Yeah, or at least give them something to go complete opposite of, because usually I'm wrong. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I'll, I'll keep it to the mainstream. Okay. Ryan Matlack, Mr. Hockey. Hi. Is out there betting on the CFL, and he's actually said earlier today, and he was, I think, semi serious. If you need any CFL plays, I got you covered. <laughs> That's it. That's why, I, I'm reeling why, you first in. First of all, here's just question number one: Why? Well, it's football. <laughs> you kind of answered. It? You kind of answered your own question earlier. You called me a hockey fan. What do we not have right now? Hockey. We don't have hockey. We do not have hockey. We have baseball, and I uh, do a lot of baseball MLB on ESPN Radio, so I dabble there, of course. But uh, what I notice, first off, <laughs> a little plug here for the company, E+, Plus, the exclusive home here in the States for CFL. Hello. Bet you didn't know that. You're welcome. That's my PSA for everybody out there. <laughs> it's a blast every day. Uh, so Thursday through Sunday, they essentially have a game a night. And so you sit down on a beautiful July or August evening few loonies and toonies on the Elks, maybe a few on the maybe a few on the Blue Bombers. Get behind the Alouettes, but only there you when go. They, there you go. Boom! It's I think my favorite part about watching these games is just the team names. They're so phenomenal. And aside from the Lions, there's nothing that you see in any of the other. Leagues. You got the Stampeders, right? Are well they still done. around? Ooh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The well Tiger done. Cats, absolutely. The Argonauts. I believe uh, Jamal Westerman is the all-time single-season sack leader for the Tiger Cats. I, w- go. I wish we were on TV. A tear is slowly going down my cheek because I'm so proud of you, too. That was really well I done. I have to give a shout-out to the Montreal Alouettes, though. One of my former coaches is now coaching with the Alouettes, so good luck to them this upcoming season. Okay. Yeah. Go Alouettes. Wanted yeah. to do that. Going Absolutely. through a uh, coaching change. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the second half goes. So are that. you, like every week, are you anxiously awaiting injury reports from the CFL? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to go to Three Down Nation, a good uh, outlet that I found gonna this go year. Three Down Nation, That's of course. It. Yes, my favorite term is Three Down Territory. <laughs> We're going to go on 110 yards of this field. See, Carlin, I'm not going to be as critical on Matt Lack for gambling and betting on CFL Thank because you. it is football. Right, like yeah. when we start going down the rabbit hole, when we talk it. about drone Chris, racing, drone racing, and table tennis and stuff like that. When we start doing that kind of stuff, that's when we have to have an intervention. I'll bet on the lawnmower racing. I'm in on that. I'm absolutely in on that. I don't know if I can call something football when I when a, a term used is rude. Go Argos. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We should put a poll out there on one of our Twitters, at Chris Carlin, at Chris Canty 99 Are you a degenerate if you're betting on the CFL? No, you're not. Okay. You're not a degenerate if you're betting on the CFL. What? Now, if you're betting, here's the thing. If you're betting on, like, all-star games, not not the Major League Baseball all-star game, because if that's you actually. If you're betting on the Pro Bowl, you're a degenerate. That's what I'm saying. If you're betting on the Pro Bowl, if you're betting on the NBA all-star game, WNBA all-star game, you have a problem. You have a legitimate problem. So the only the only All Star game that you can bet on is the Major League Baseball one. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. 
But even then, like, I'm pushing it, you know? Yeah, I, I guess you, uh, yeah. But if you're going to that level, like, if you have to bet on, like, but I've got to bet on the NBA All-Star game. Like, that's a problem. Where's the sport where you draw the line and say, I no, no, I can't. Absolutely it it would be those sports that we question whether or not they belong in the category of sports. Does that make sense? It, it does. Well, yeah. like, are you, you're not one of those people that believes that golf is not a sport. I'm not betting on the PBA. I'm not betting on PBR. I'm not betting on table tennis. I don't mind you're betting bo- on... You're not betting on bowling? No, I'm not betting on bowling. I don't mind betting on golf because I, I love golf. I love golf. Okay, I could see I'm a, putting a few bucks down on bowling. No. I can see that. No, what are you talking about? Are you pins? What are you talking about? You ever seen Kingpin? Great yes, movie. I've seen Kingpin. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's a movie, though. Finally, Big Earn is above it's the not, law. It's not real life, so don't put money on it. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, all right, I see that. A, yes. a bull riding, I'm not putting any money on. Exactly. Absolutely not. Um, would I put any money on table tennis? There were people who were doing it. During the pandemic, when there was nothing else to bet, Ryan Matlack, were you doing that during the pandemic? I was Russian very, table tennis. I was very close just the other day to doing it. I'm so, I'm so glad you didn't. Oh, it was an that, off day, at, off day in the at CFL. At that point, so. I have to report you to HR because you that, have a problem. Is that strictly money line betting? What is that? Do they do you lay? I don't. In table tennis, I, when, <laughs> right? when I was looking at the lines, it didn't look like you were going to make a profit either way. I think they. I, I think you have to go with the spread. Wow. I want the overs. See, this is how bad of a guy that I am capable of being. Yeah. Years ago, and this is this is 15 years ago, easy. I actually bet a friend of mine on a fight that he didn't know had already happened and was being played back on TV. Yes. You're a bad guy. I'm horrible You're a bad guy. guy. <laughs> Do you remember the actual fight? He was yeah, playing chess. Yeah, it was, uh, it might have been, boy, it might have been, Tyson Holmes, it might have been that, and it was being replayed on, like, Wide World of Sports. I thought you were going to say Ali or something. It it wasn't Ali. I'm not that old. Come on. (laughs) It might have been Tyson Larry Holmes at the end of his career. Gotcha. (laughs) I took him for 25 bucks. So so he bet on Larry Holmes? Yes. First of all, you bet on Larry Holmes against Tyson. What are you doing? Like that's, that's, what, that's what I was asking. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't need to have known the outcome to know which way I should bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, table tennis I would not bet on. Would uh, you bet on cricket? I don't know anything about it. I have no, no Plus idea Plus it takes three days to play a game, apparently. Really? Yeah. That that I know. It's possible. I have no idea what, it's possible. how to play cricket. Yeah. It's possible it could take that long for an actual game, and I, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't sit for three days looking at my app and updating it and looking if I should cash out. I mean, that's like, I mean, three days in sports betting. That's like putting money on a bond. <laughs> Imagine mulling got, over got a cash to, out I'm for that get long. I'm going to return on these munis before <laughs> I get a return on this bet on the cricket game. <laughs> what would you, would you, oh, would you say, Ryan? I was going to say, just imagine, like, for 24 hours mulling over whether or not you wanted to cash out. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, like, oh you know God. what? Dinner time, I'll make a decision. It's yeah. ridiculous. I, anyway, listen. I Degenerate, no degenerate. I Maybe that's a new segment. Degenerate, no degenerate. You know who kind of looked fa- like The one? face of a degenerate would be Aaron Rodgers, right? Well, yeah. And, you know, he kind of looked like one showing up at camp today. Yeah. I mean, he was. Oh, my God. I mean, he looked like uh, Nicolas Cage from that movie Con Air. <laughs> Like that's, that, that, that is exactly how he showed up. Cameron Poe. He was he Cameron the- Poe. <laughs> he, he had the A shirt, the tank top shirt with the jeans on. I was just like, 
It's the only it's thing that was a, missing was handcuffs. It's not, a, it's not a good look for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if it's a good look for anybody. No, you're looking like around that. the corner. Is John Cusack over there? Yeah, I just, I don't know. <laughs> that, that was not a good look. Maybe but, that, that's the look his new girlfriend put together for him. I don't know. Who's his new girlfriend? I think her name is Blue Earth or something like that. Of course it is. Yeah. Come on. Blue Earth. <laughs> I think it's something like that. <laughs> that that man is going through a midlife crisis right now. <laughs> is that what's happening, SP? I can't even say that. Like, I don't even right think now. he's that sane that it's actually a midlife crisis. Because, like, you know, there are, I, I'm, I would kind of think that I'm maybe potentially in a little bit of a midlife crisis at times. There's no way this is a midlife crisis. He's just insane. I'm sorry. The name of his girlfriend is Blue of Earth. That's her name. Blue of Earth. Blue of Earth. As uh, As opposed uh, to Blue Earth. Right. As opposed to the Red family of Earth. The Reds of Earth. That sounds like old times, you know? know? The Chamberlains of Montauk. Her name is Blue of Earth. Yeah. Where Somehow it sounds like a character from Game of Thrones, doesn't it? <laughs> Where does the Blue of Earth? <laughs> Blue of Earth. She's from the Northlands. Yeah. Past, the, past the Shire. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say she's not the one. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I, I don't know. She down to Mars? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, exactly. The Davises of Mars, you know? Please. Yeah. What type of song goes best with Aaron Rodgers' walk-in today? That's what they're asking. Car- Garth Brooks, Nickelback, or Creed? Any other suggestions? It, it felt like Nickelback to me. I don't know why. It's just the hair. Everybody hates we Nickelback. We all just want to be big rock stars? Yeah. Look, yeah. At, the, look at this photograph. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It feels like a Nickelback situation. He, uh, You can just reject all of it. Is it. Does he just need the attention? Is that all there is to it? Turn it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Oh, my God. Imagine <sighs> listening to this and watching CFL on a night. Oh. <laughs> do they play the uh, Grey Cup at halftime? I'm assuming they do every year, right? Oh, the Grey Nickelback's got to be a halftime show at Grey Cup. Mm. You just earned so many points for knowing that that's the trophy. It is still the Grey Cup? Yeah. You, you're warming my heart right now, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen here, you hosers. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh in three-down territory now. <laughs> three-down territory. How many yards do you need for a first down? It's still do need, 10. It's still 10? Okay. Yeah, but the greatest thing is that if you kick the, uh, you know, on a kickoff, if you kick the ball through the end zone, it's a point. That's a, is that a rouge? You get an extra little, yep, extra little point there. That's what Pad the rouge the is. There you go. All right. I Listen. Just right out As with far this. as Aaron Rodgers is concerned, it feels like it's just the rest of his career, whatever it's going to be, is just going to be one big attention-grabbing reality show. And that's what he wants it to be. Well, you can call it whatever you want, but you also know it's going to be very, very profitable because the man is making $50 million a year. But Where? what we have to understand is we judge Aaron Rodgers on championships. Yeah. What, because where, that's how good he is. Wear whatever you want. Nickelback will be proud of you if you win a championship.